Welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast, where Mommy Matters is a double entendre that states and declares that mommies matter, where we have conversations surrounding Mommy Matters from conception to pregnancy to postpartum, mother and father wounds, dating, mindfulness and self-care, spirituality, parenting, discipline, legislation, money, and so much more. It is my hope and my prayer that the information that you gather here serves as a blueprint for generational and individual ascension. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast. It is such a pleasure to be back. It's been a while, but I promise you this episode is juicy. So in this episode, this was prompted by one, wanting to come back with you all, of course, but wanting to come back with you to you with something very valuable in terms of the content. Not that all, clearly all of the content is valuable, but this I feel is such a special piece of content simply because many of us are facing the reality of being at home with our children. Perhaps we're facing the reality of realizing that we may not know how to interact with our children or with ourselves as well as we would have hoped. And I'm sure all of us are having some level of this, maybe, you know, not just with our children, but with our um significant others, et cetera. And so um, I'm glad that we are able to sit in this place and be able to have this conversation, which is about the energetic component to healing generational um, issues, (laughs) okay? And generational trauma and generational um, things that need addressing. So I always get the best feedback from my tribe. And really what made me think or revisit doing this topic, and of course, this will not be the first time that I talk about energy and intergenerational healing, um, but I certainly want to continue to or start to broach the conversation so that we can have more freedom and flexibility and movement in the way that we think about how we are destroying some of these generational cycles. And so this conversation became immediate and at the top of my list because I made a very, um, what do you call it? I made a very, um, on April 30th, I made a very harmless, seamless post, right? For me, anyway. And I have to admit that before I posted it, I thought about it a little bit because I was like, hmm, I can see how this may have some components of certain things in it that may be triggering. It was a little bit triggering for me. Um, But the post went like this. So conversation between myself and my daughter. Me, what made you want to make some macaroni and cheese? My daughter, Nubia. Oh, I saw something on TikTok and I thought that I'd try it because it, it looked really good on TikTok the recipe. Me. Oh, did you see anything on TikTok that um, made you want to complete your work on time and turn it in on time? Nubia. Face of confusion and blank stare. (laughs) Okay. My last line. 
Black mamas will always be undefeated. Okay. And the point was just to throw a little laughter in people's day, but I do realize that that is a constant or a common exchange that has been had between um, some children and their parents who perhaps through personal frustration, perhaps through the energy of wanting to um, ensure that their children were quote unquote, properly prepared for the rigors of the society that we live in um, and not be held back any more than we presume that we are and that we are in some ways. Uh, And that's something that's a complex thing to explain. Um, But I do see how, for example, that can be a very triggering thing for some people. And someone did post that it was triggering for them because of the reality that They were told often as a child, if they were dancing or singing, doing something that children do and feel free doing that, oh, I wish, I hope that you are able to read your books equally as well as you are able to spew the lyrics of that, um, of that song. Right. And I get many sides of this. I get how and why a child would be devastated by that because it's just harmless child play and freedom. And once you put a certain energy on that of heaviness, instead of just allowing a child to just be a child, then that child may grow up with a level of guilt, shame, and fear around having fun and wanting to work, 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 work all the time. On the other hand, I also understand as a parent wanting to find and create some level of balance with your children and not have them so sucked into society that they don't honor and value their inherent greatness and skills. The question is, and this is where the destruction of generational cycles comes in, how do we find that balance? And I don't believe that the balance is in words as much as it is in our deeds. See, many of our parents might have been living a life that they didn't even desire, doing things that they didn't truly want to do that brought them pleasure. And so they didn't understand, see, know, or want to explore, could have the opportunity to explore what that kind of life would be for them. And so there was no way for them to then nurture their child or children in that way of living. Survival. Survival was what that, I believe, that survival, that energy of just wanting to survive instead of thrive and be in pleasure is what brings a lot of those levels of conversations about. And I can be honest and say that I have said things like that to children that I've been around. But this is part of my growth as an educator. This is part of my growth as a caretaker. This is part of my growth as a woman and a human being in being in a more free space mentally and spiritually and emotionally and energetically, where I know that I don't have to separate people from their pleasure, their joy, and their work. Because that is where I am in my life. This podcast is a manifestation of that understanding. So on one hand, we don't want to be aware of the areas where there needs to be 
more flow, fluidity, and openness with our children and teaching them lessons. And the ability to really put them on a path of wealth, growth, prosperity, and inner knowing. So we have to find that balance. So this is where energy comes in because everything is energy. Everything is energy. You could say that you have a mindset of abundance, but the energy that you're carrying underneath it doesn't allow you to fully open up to it. Because underneath it, you still have an inkling of a belief that what is being presented to you is dangerous, is not to be believed. You don't trust it. And so I take this in the, the, the vein of us trying to destroy cycles. See, it gave me a lot more spaciousness and ability to create my own pathway in my family by being able to look at things from many different sides. So for example, being able to say, oh, well, when the family was saying that, they weren't trying to destroy my dreams. But instead, that was their understanding based on their circumstance. Because that's what we are. We're belief. Beliefs are energy. And you will certainly draw certain things to you based on what you believe. I don't know if you'll draw it to you or you'll be you're you'll only be able to see at that level. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you'll only be able to see at that level. And so as children, oftentimes our caregivers put a certain energy on us by limiting our view and our vision, by putting that energy over us of you have to do this and not that in order to strive, survive. It's the same thing with the, the, the general energetic vibration of, oh, you have to go to college in order to make money. So we have whole generations that, that went through that mindset experienced that mindset and now they are paying for that dearly in um, excessive student loan burdens and other things that have kept them trapped. Some of us anyway, not all of us, okay, some, because some have been able to transcend and evolve above that and realize that that was just an energy and now they can reshift their energy to one of wealth to create something new for themselves, to reshift their energy of one of personal ownership of their, their selves and of understanding their deep inner knowing and needs in order to create a life for themselves that is um, more uh, pleasurable and amendable to what is already innate in them, as opposed to trying to go um, to school and not know how to fully and purposefully manage the educational curriculum and their inner knowing, because I think that that is something that's possible to do too. I don't think that school is all a bust. It's just that you have to know yourself. And my, the perfect example for me in that is a friend of mine. And I, I pray that I see her one day again. Um, but I went to college with a woman who she created her own major in college. And I bet you that's something that a lot of people don't even know that they can do is create their own major in college. Yes, you can. Okay. So she blended the different disciplines of, I think it was like science and philosophy and some other things. And she created her own curriculum to graduate with her own degree. Brilliant. She might've been, you know, had straight A's and all of those things. 
But I say that to say that you can do the same thing with your families. So I take the post that I discussed earlier as a blend of that old um, mindset of you need to be doing X, Y, Z with the new mindset of using the tools around you to explore the bounty, to lift yourself up. So for example, instead of saying, oh, you know, you shouldn't be looking up recipes. You know, I said, well, in addition to looking up recipes, basically, in addition to looking up recipes, if you have a problem, you can also look up ways to solve that problem. And don't you know that my daughter came to me the next few days after that and said, oh, I was watching some videos on entrepreneurship because she's always been intrigued by entrepreneurship. Right. And we may not have had those options back then or may not have thought about it, but that's something to think about as a parent. When you are responding to your children, respond with an energy of growth, respond with an energy of seeing things in a different from a different perspective and a different light. Respond with the energy of this is something that if I had the opportunity, I would do given the opportunities that you all have, the expanded opportunities that you now all have. This is just a way to shift the way that we interact with our children in a way that shows, oh, I like that you're doing that. And you can also do this. One of the um, things, one of the books that I'm reading, you all know I love to read. And one of the books that I'm reading is called I'll Never Do to My Kids What My Parents Did to Me, A Guide to Conscious Parenting by the Parises. Parises are PhDs. And it's a fascinating book um, because it talks about... um, the process that they went through as parents in not in breaking cycles so that they didn't um, pass down certain dysfunctions in their families. And it, it's an intriguing story about how they realized at some point in their relationship that that's what they were doing anyway. <laughs> and so they had to stop doing it and they had to separate and then they remarried or something like that. Um, But it's an intriguing thing because they really dig into the the ins and outs um, of parenting. And I think one of the things that something like dismissing their joys and their things that they do authentically for themselves as children is that, as it says in the book, Um, Children are emotionally injured when they feel unaccepted or misunderstood. And these are wounds to a child's budding sense of identity. And I think that halting their ability to do something that they're intrigued by, that it really halts their sense of self and their sense of exploring themselves. And that's one thing that we we don't want to put a lid on that level of energy because that's the, that's how we come into this world. <laughs> we come into this world to explore. And music and dance and um, information, we have to take in information in order to do that. So, you know, a lot of people think that, well, I've had people 
think that think that I was being slack because I didn't react to certain things that I experienced with my child, like, you know, her looking at certain pictures or things like that and being curious about them. And I didn't react. And I'm like, well, what would reacting would do, but do, but make her afraid of one trying to explore this topic with me who can give her some guidance and know where she at, where she is. Right. And, um, stunt her from that exploration. Okay. And so, and you'll find that in children that they, they get that level of response from their children, as we discussed earlier, where I hope that you do blah, blah, blah. They actually have a level of disconnection from their parents where they don't want to connect with them because they don't feel that they have an empathic relationship with them. And they often are very angry and they try to seek attention in other ways that are more amendable to their parents as opposed to just being their authentic selves. And so for me, this shows me how and where we end up, especially as women, because I feel like sometimes the boys are able to just be boys like, oh, boys are just boys. And there's no thought process around, okay, how can I build this boy into a better man? Like, what am I doing now that's going to build him into a better man as opposed to um, just letting it be? Whereas in girls, we kind of stunt things like, oh, that's not very, or oh, we shouldn't do that. Or, oh, you shouldn't think that way. It's like we're afraid to give young girls freedom in some way. And it's a very interesting thing to explore and to see whether or not you are putting a lid on your own children without exploring why they may be thinking that way. And this is why the understanding of child development is so very important. I think that it's it's beyond important. It's like critical because you'll understand why they think what they think, why they're making, <laughs> why they have the um, understandings that they have, why they... Um, you know, why, just why um, they, they're doing what they're doing. And then, then you have the opportunity and the ability to then meet them um, differently in your interaction with them. You're able to come at them with a different level of energy, of one of exploration and of teaching. So as a parent, you really have to take the stance of being a good teacher and you have to take the stance of being understandable, understanding and knowledgeable about your child and about yourself and the way that you're interacting with that child. Because oftentimes our reactions are reactions that we have because of the way that we were interacted with. And so part of this evolution process is us creating a new way of interacting, a new way of being, a new way of seeing Okay, a new way of exploring our parenting, our parentship, and our inner lives and how we interact with that. And it's not easy work, but it's good work. And once you release the energy of, I have to do this in order to be that, man, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It really opens you up to really enjoying your parenting and enjoying your um, process of your own individual growth and seeing your child grow. Okay. 
And part of the intergenerational generational healing, as was said in the post-traumatic slave syndrome, America's legacy of enduring injury and healing by Joy DeGruy, she talks about the recommendations for healing in um, the toward the end, the last chapter of the book, which I love because she talks about how we need to re-examine our own behaviors and our thoughts and how we speak to each other, how we treat each other and how we show love. She talks about the insight into how she had to accept the fact that she had a lot of qualities that were in need of changing in order to be a reflection of what she desired to see in society. Okay. And I'm going to read a quote that she says that just makes my, my body tingle. She says, most of us want to create better lives for ourselves selves beyond meeting the basic survival needs. Rarely do we consider making better our character as a way of improving our life. The task of becoming a better human is never ending until, of course, the end. I think that this is very soothing to my soul personally because oftentimes we get into parenting thinking that we have to be perfect. We get into to being a child thinking that we have to um, be perfect. And I think that it's important that we understand that we're in a constant growth and an evolution process to become better. To become better. And that we don't have to stick to cultural ideas and norms and even our own beliefs. Because when we see that we're struggling with something, chances are that it's time for that thing to shift and change. If we feel like we're struggling with what was said to us, how we were treated, then it's probably time for us to shift our ideas, which is going to shift the energy that we bring to it. See, if we we, we choose to look at life as more of a playground and as a battleground for our evolution and growth, then we have less struggles with, and I can't even say less struggles, but we are more in tune with and in, in conversation with our deeper selves and unafraid to bring out those dark things. So for me, the energy in my family between mother and daughter has always been heavy, very combative, very competitive, very um, just, from, in my opinion, from my observation, very bankrupt spiritually. And so for me, I had to have a, have a deep conversation with myself about how those things may be showing up in my relationship with my daughter. And I literally just asked for that energy to be released. Like I wanted that energy to be released and it ends with me. And of course, when you ask those questions and you talk that way, things start to come up and things start to be shown to you. But this is where you stay in conversation with yourself because you know that you asked for that thing. And because you asked for that thing, it is presenting itself to be healed, to be reexamined, to be restructured in your life. Trust it. Because we cannot shift anything until we shift our energy around it. And shifting our energy requires us to be deeply intimate with our own thoughts, 
with our own actions, to be forgiving of ourselves and our actions. Okay. And so much more. And so I'm going to stop that conversation there. There's so much more that I want to say that I could say and that I will say in coming episodes. But I want to give you the opportunity to, if you have any questions, comments about this, please feel free to email me, momevolve at gmail.com. That's M-O-M-E-V-O-L-V-E at gmail. Or leave a message below this podcast episode and I will respond to you. Please also feel free to visit my website at www.mommyevolve.com where you can find different uh, products and services, including our uh, mala bead meditation, which is a quick uh, meditation for uh, mothers to do or women to do to bring them back into alignment and ground themselves in during the day. We also have our uh, Evolve and Inspirations t-shirts, okay, to remind you that you are in an evolution process, as well as our services, including the Evolve the Inner Mother private coaching or group coaching or online course. So I would love to be able to um, be with you, and you can find that at bit.ly forward slash mom appointments. So with that, I would love to hear from you, and I would even better love to work with you so we can shift some energy, restructure our mindset and our beliefs, and continue to move forward in our evolution process to destroy generational cycles, because it does start with you. Have a blessed, blessed day. Peace. Did you like that? I know it was as informative for you as it was for me. Look, this is a process for all of us. And to keep this process going, I would love to invite you to donate to our podcast. We want to continue to give you high-level content, beautiful content that enlightens and inspires and broadens your vision to elevate you and evolve. So please feel free to go to the podcast page at anchor.fm forward slash mommy matters. We would love to hear your questions and comments as well so that we can discuss them in future podcasts. And you can email that to momevolve at gmail.com. You can also visit the website and send your comments there, www.mommyevolve.com. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Peace and love.